0: Coaching Impact Radio, informative conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. We all need support, but for a coach, a solopreneur, a home office expert, where do you turn? Support for coaches, both where I'm sitting in the US and all around the world with Frankie and Terry's guest coach, Vicky Zanini. Absolutely. And I, I want to point out I'm looking for Frankie. Um, Frankie's been having a little problem with her home office. Yeah, her
1: home office. And
0: uh, so I'll be double checking to see if she's back in the studio, so to speak, momentarily.
1: If not, we will trudge on without her, gosh darn it. Yeah. And I want do want to uh, formally welcome our guest, Vicki Zanini, and I'd like to talk just a little bit about uh, about Vicki and let her ears get all red while she's sitting here. So <laughs> Vicki Zanini is a holistic life coach who also holds the very unique and prestigious uh, designation of being the president of the International Association of Coaching, the IAC, and is a colleague of mine around the old IAC. And a uh, couple of the reasons that I felt she would be such a great Add to, to today's conversation is that she and I've had a couple of conversations now about how coaching is growing globally and almost more so than what we're experiencing in North America and how we really need to kind of tend those fires and, and make sure that our North American coaches are getting supported and getting encouraged and getting kind of nudged. <laughs> so Vicki, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you,
2: Terry. Uh it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited and just love what you're doing here. So uh, it's wonderful to be a part of this.
1: Good. Well, we have seen such explosive growth. I mean, India, uh, South America, Asia Crescent, uh, just coaches are just popping up all over the world. And on one hand, that's super exciting. And on another hand, it almost, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just reading into it more than there is, but it almost seems like coach growth in North America is almost paling by comparison, not that there aren't tons of coaches in North America, but that our growth rate is uh significantly less because the rest of the world is just kind of caught on does that make sense
2: <laughs> mm, yes well it does and you know you hit on something it could be um one something that occurs to me is i mean back when i mean i i kind of stumbled upon coaching uh oh, in the early 2000s late like 1998 1999 and um and it was such a new thing and an exciting you know exciting place to to play and it, we were all kind of pioneers well now when i'm talking to coaches in these other areas they're really interested in some of the conversations we were having back then it's it's you know it, it could be that this the momentum and and the excitement is you know because it is something newer in those areas that that's what's building you know that's what's building the energy and here now coaching has gone more mainstream we have so many coaches specializing in all different areas mm-hmm. so it it can be a little confusing you know to really um i mean everybody everybody's got a coach i mean it, it maybe not professionally but everyone is familiar with what a coach does now pretty much and it's gotten a little, um, mainstream and not as, not as interesting perhaps. Um, so we, we coaches have to make a shift.
1: Yeah. We, we have to kind of create our own interest and our <laughs> own support. You know, I have to tell you though, this, I found very interesting because I would agree with you about the conversations evolving and that, uh, so many other regions of the world are having conversations we were having, you know, a decade or more ago. Uh, and, and there are definitely conversations that are indicative of the kind of the development of their own journey. Uh, and I, too, have kind of come to that place where, you know, I say I'm a life coach or I'm a coach and trainer. And and uh, people go, oh, OK, much more so than when I, you know, back in 2000, when it was like, say what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I was at the bank the other day and I was talking with a uh, the president of one of our our little local credit union branches and said I was a life coach and she gave me the what? and i i was actually quite <laughs> i'm now more surprised when i get that than anything else i i kind of go hmm <laughs> where wow, have you been where that have is you interesting been? <laughs> yeah where have you
2: been yeah where have exactly. you been <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of coaching going on in the financial financial industry right now too. So I mean, you know, the and and maybe the life coach threw her off. Yeah, know, so
1: exactly. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. It's it's a fascinating development I think that we're going through. And one of the things that I want to talk about is the importance of. Uh, the ongoing support because uh, we don't want the illusion to crop up like oh you know North America you know the US Canada North America has had coaching for so long that they've figured it all out and they've got it down and so if you're a coach in North America well you know it's old hat and and that just isn't the case there's a there's a really strong uh need a really a really Great need for support for many reasons, uh, and I want to talk about a couple of those today. So, so let me drag my soapbox out for just a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna drag my little box out. Uh, I I for several years now have been talking about how uh, isolation kills coaching dreams. Uh, and the the context for this is is that I have yet in all my years in coaching and, and I've had the uh, distinct opportunity to really be in a position of teaching training and mentoring for a lot of coaches over the last decade. So I really see them from many different uh, kind of walks of life, different niche specialties, uh, different stages of their business development. But what I have seen happen again and again and again is, uh disconnect and isolation absolutely causes a collapse and they wind up leaving the industry. And that's heartbreaking because they didn't come to the industry on a whim. They they come to the industry, you know, to date I really don't know anyone I've ever met in coaching who said, you know, I woke up this morning and gosh darn it, this coaching thing, that just sounds like a, a decent business model. Think I'll just give it a whirl. Um, it just isn't that kind of a profession. It's a profession where people are called, I mean, really just compelled to come and, and participate. So when the isolation uh, kind of collapses a coaching dream and a coach winds up leaving the industry, I know that what's happening is it's really the kind of the death of a dream. It's the death of that call as opposed to, eh, you know, I'm just, okay, so fine. I'll go do retail now, you know? Mm. i mean does that make sense what I'm saying oh absolutely Terry. i I agree with you a hundred
2: percent i uh, d- in just my own experience I've been around coaching long enough that I have experienced personally that isolation and 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 I agree that that coaching is a calling because um you know and i, I you know I just you know I want to say that that's one of the things i i really enjoy being a part of the Iac because coaching um you know, you do have some of these coaches who, who will become a coach over. You know, they'll they'll take a course and they'll really get passionate about a particular type of coaching, but it's but for them it's not a calling. So there, I think there are coaches who who do not feel that calling, and it, it is a, a way to um, you know to begin a, a a new career for them. So it may not be as heartbreaking for them, but you have a certain breed of coaches that that it is a calling it's in their blood in fact when they're called away when they do feel that isolation and they have to go and find something else to do with their life i don't think coaching ever leaves them it's no. you know th- there's always this void so yeah
1: so yeah. how do we yeah how do we kind of help help bridge that gap or or not you know do what we can to support that void not mm-hmm. not occurring i guess and, you know, and this is not unique to us. There are numerous books and studies and articles. I mean, I could go on all day about the perils of the perils and the pleasures of working from home. <laughs> there, there are definite benefits, uh, but there are definite drawbacks. And I, and I really wanted to kind of talk about a couple of them here. And And the reason I'm highlighting them is I want to make sure that if anybody out there is currently feeling this, this is your wake-up call. <laughs> this is your wake-up call to get connected. And we're going to talk about, you know, being connected and how to get connected to groups, organizations, and support structures very much like the IAC and, and Impact and and other things. But but let's talk about why, you know, what why we're really kind of pinpointing this. Um, there are the typical benefits to working from home, right? You don't, allegedly you don't get up as early I have not found that to be true (laughs) I don't know about you but I'm doing meetings at weird hours (laughs)
2: yes yeah those early morning IAC calls for one yeah for sure the other things that you do yep got it
1: there is less time spent in your car you you do in fact um wind up with fewer co-worker type interruptions but you can have twice as many um dog neighborhood mail delivery life interruptions, spouse yeah life interruptions <laughs> um there, there's yeah. less you know if you're at home there's less eating out that's uh you know that's a good sign save some money on your lunch i guess but the the pieces that are detrimental, and this is actually really, really important for all entrepreneurs, not just coaches, is there's an actual uh, degradation of social skills. And, And I don't think we talk about it enough that for for everyone who's been out and active and, and working in you know the public environments for years or if not decades, uh, you know they think oh I'm a I'm a bright and articulate individual and I'm comfortable in a room with a bunch of strangers and you know I manage the subway or the elevators just fine. But there is actually a shift. The the longer you stay working from home. The confidence that you have around those basic connection skills, as well as this, the actual ease at which you use them, degrades pretty darn quickly. As a matter of fact, it really only takes anywhere between one to six months before a lot of home working individuals start to develop anxiety around those types of normal routine day to day connections that they used to be so familiar with, because they've become so rare. That's big.
2: Mm, yes. Yeah. Wow. And you know what's interesting is, um you know, when you said that, I this is something I hadn't thought of before. But I mean, I've worked at home, gosh, for 20 years, I've had a home business, some some type of home business. So it's just something I've, you know, I can't imagine going back to the nine to five grind. But what's changed for me is um, I was so, um, uh, so, so a part of my, when my kids, you know, my kids were growing up and going through school, I was so much a part of their lives that I was always getting out, and um, you know, every every day I had some place to go to, some type of sporting event or music event or school event, and I was out in in this in society every single day. Um, and then I would come home and and do my business, and and then I was also very engaged with the community. And then when my kids, you know, went you know gra- graduated high school, went on to college, and now they're grown. I I have to generate all of my interactions outside of the mm-hmm. home. I don't have them to help. So so that's a that's a transition as well. I mean, really, we as solopreneurs have to generate our that connection with our community, and um, so yeah, and that 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 can be challenging when you're not used to having to do that. So getting those social needs met.
1: Yeah, and social needs can't be under uh underappreciated. I mean it. We are social beings. Even the even the greatest introverts amongst us are seeking social connectivity. And when we get too isolated, we spend too much time behind the desk trying to figure out our website and our business cards and our social media marketing, and on and on and on and on and on. Um, just something like going to a network meeting, just sitting sitting and enjoying you know, eggs and orange juice in the company of other business owners without even speaking is enough to send somebody skittering off into into almost sheer panic.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, well the thought occurred to me when when you've been isolated too long and the mailman comes to your door and you want to invite them in for tea, you yeah. know you've been isolated too long. Warning. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but
2: yeah, seriously, though, we, we will find ways to get that social interaction inappropriate in appropriate in other ways if, if we don't, you know, if we don't um, design that for ourselves.
1: Yeah, no, we do. And, and Lord knows there is a plethora of cute kitty and puppy videos and watch this person propose to that person and... I mean, oh, yes. I mean, if we're not getting live social interaction, we are going to find it vicariously through other people's videos.
2: I know. Have you been on my Facebook lately? All
1: these
2: videos. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, yours
1: and everybody else's. It's true. Or it, I don't at least I'm not getting game requests from you saying Vicky wants you to play you know, Farmville plus this, plus this, plus this, plus this. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't hit
2: that. Farmville, you
0: are so out of date.
1: I know I am.
2: Oh, there's only one video game I play occasionally and um that's it. So, and it's not on it's not on Facebook. Oh good. I will I will give that up.
1: <laughs> oh good, good. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to talk about ways to combat or to uh, bring harmony into your life, if, if combat isn't a good word for you, bring harmony into your life around social interaction and support, and particularly speaking to those of you here in North America. Listen up, we'll be right back. <laughs>
0: Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy, offering life coach training and certification in over 20 specialty categories. Life, business, couples, health and wellness, and more. Courses can be completed as self-paced study, live teleclasses, or in-person intensives. Just like our radio program, Impact Coaching Academy is by coaches, Four coaches. Sign up now for your free membership and receive over 30 hours of training and programming worth thousands of dollars, yours to listen to and enjoy absolutely free. Then set your own path for growth with courses that are starting soon. Check the calendar to see the current offerings. Impact Coaching Academy. Be a part of the impact at impactcoachingacademy.com.
1: So we are back, and now is the part where we're gonna really dig into the the tips and techniques and recommendations to help uh, keep you, my dear coaching friends, connected. And that is exactly uh, why Vicki is such a great addition to this conversation because she is is heading up one of the, one of the greatest organizations you can all get connected to. Uh, shameless plug, uh, totally intentional and. <laughs> <laughs> and I say this, and I have, I have my own bias, because I'm, uh, I'm currently on the Executive Committee and, and Board of Governors with the IAC myself, but uh, it's, it's what I believe strongly about our industry is that we need to keep our connections, and, the, and one of the first connections I recommend that everyone get, if you, if you don't have it already, is with a association with a coaching association, a, an organization that gives you your uh, finger on the pulse of what's happening in coaching, provides you with some resources, uh, provides you with some supportive connections. And the IAC is one such organization. And Vicki, I'd love for you to talk just a little bit about the IAC, International Association of Coaching, and uh, Really, how getting connected to it can help support coaches staying connected to their industry and each other.
2: Yeah, thanks, Terry. Um, it, well, and I also want, you know, just want to acknowledge you and everything that you've done at the IAC. It's it's Thank just you. been uh, just a joy and an honor to work with you on the executive committee and, um, and then in your new role as a regional coordinator for the North North American region. So really, really excited about that. Me too. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so um, so the IAC has been around um, since around two thousand and three. And so, um, you know, we're not new to coaching. We mo- a lot of people have heard of uh, the coach. Uh, the International Association of Coaching. Uh, we first began as the International Association of Coaches, and that was changed. And so, we are a membership organization, and um, and there are lots of. Uh, you know, I won't go into all the what I feel are the benefits to joining the IAC. But it just as far as building community, you know, we are international. We have chapters around the world, and we have, as, as you were saying earlier, Terry, we have seen a growth in um, in areas like the Asia, Asian Asia Crescent area, India, South America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we know coaches are getting engaged, and in this world of uh, technology where everyone's uh, kind of online doing things through Facebook and social media and conference calling and all of that, um, what I have also noticed is um, that there's still a need to meet in person. So I've seen a lot of you know events going on in these other areas of the world where um, my you know my uh, hope is is that, you know, we will begin to, the IAC will begin to grow that here in North America. We have chapters here um, of coaches who are meeting, some are meeting face-to-face, some are meeting on a teleconference line. And um, and they are, they're all meeting uh, and they have been meeting over the last decade because coaches need support. We all realize that. The IAC offers uh, those, um, opportunities uh just to meet with with other coaches who are you know whether they're veteran or they're new coaches just being able to to meet um as we all know it's valuable to meet with people of like mind um and uh you know this this makes me think of something when when i first began coaching and i i was new to coaching Mm -hmm. there we i i did join the iac there were you know of course i was very engulfed and in my coaching program but one of the things I craved, and I created this on my own, were little small groups where these are us as coaches would get together and we would discuss things. And I always thought, because I worked in an allied medical field, I knew how doctors would come together or other professionals would come together and with their colleagues. And they would, um, you know, kind of pick each other's brains, mm-hmm. um, involve their conversations. And I always wanted to see that in coaching. And that's really what I've seen with um, with the IAC is that it's an opportunity for us to connect. Whether you're new or whether you're a veteran, you need that connection with other professionals in your field. Because, um, frankly, we we get each other. You know, mm-hmm. we we <laughs> we understand uh, each other better than um, you know perhaps uh, other people would. So
1: no, and I love that you said that because there's there's a great truth to being able to express yourself with people who don't who don't give you that what like I was talking about you know with the lady at the bank the other day mm-hmm. and and so it's it really is important and and I've always said this to my other coaching colleagues especially to the new coaches coming into the industry once you start to make some coach friends uh you, there's no there's no going back you'll you'll see a very distinct difference between your coach friends and your non-coach friends and, and It becomes this supportive environment where uh, if you, like uh, with our reading club, right? We have the IAC as a coach's reading club. You know, you read a great personal development book and you think to yourself, oh, this is amazing. This is the greatest stuff ever. And you go to one of your, you know, social friends and you're like, hey, did you read this book? And they're like, no, it really doesn't. And you're like, you go to your coach friends, did you read (laughs) this book? And they're like, yeah, did you see that part about, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's just it's a different it's a different reception and a different type of connection. And and I love what also what you're saying about uh the the live, right? So there's there's one is being connected with the association. Now that's usually a virtual connection. You get to you know participate through the website and attend some calls and maybe a conference once in a while, that sort of thing. But then when you get to the chapter level, that's a local regional face to face comrade to comrade colleague to colleague kind of environment and i personally would love to see a dozen or more new north america chapters of the iac formed in the next year and and i'm i'm sort of putting that out as my personal declaration of intention but also as an invitation to everyone who listens to this show to to reach out and consider, Hey, could you be the next chapter president? Could you actually help make this happen? And at the same time really serve yourself because it's important for you personally. Yes. I'm talking to you, (laughs) you people listening, um, that it's important for you to have the connection, but imagine being able to kind of step into that leadership as well. So, uh, you know bonus upon bonus I, I would love to see that happen and uh really see us move towards that across North America does that sound like a, a pretty good goal to you Vicky? oh it sounds yes
2: it does it sounds like a great goal to me and um I'm perf- I, I'm in alignment with that with that intention Terry so just add my energy right to yours <laughs> I I get the green light. Is that your way of saying, go (laughs) Uh, ahead. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. And, you know, and I, of course I'm in North America, so I am, you know, I'm very interested in just reaching out and connecting with other coaches and, and, you know, just, and I've done that in my own community, but, um, You know, they're not necessarily all IAC coaches. We, there are more and more. I've I've just seen more and more coaches now popping up in my own community. So it's just kind of peeking your head out your front door and looking to see who's you know who's in your who's in your neighborhood.
1: Yeah. Well, and I've told this story before. I, 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 live, I live in the woods, folks, um, and I do mean in the woods. And the closest town, proper town to me, is Bellingham, Washington. And it's not that huge. It's it's a pretty small community uh, by comparison to many. And when we decided to go ahead, a couple uh, colleagues and I decided to go ahead and put together a, a group here in Bellingham we were like well you know what we'll get maybe 15 coaches i don't know and and we're we're croaching on 50 and that was a complete surprise i can well imagine how many in regional areas like, you know, Los Angeles or San Francisco or Boulder, Denver, you know, that kind of thing, we, we, could, uh, we could really see some amazing micro-communities of coaches emerging. And I think that that's uh, good for the industry, but I know for a fact that it's good for the individual coaches because it will have a significant bearing on their personal success as they define it by their business plans.
2: Mm. Yes, I I agree, Terry. It's, um, you know, it, it's really us, us as coaches, we need those supportive environments t- so that we can continue our own development, and our own evolution. Mm-hmm. And, um, You know, what better way to get that than with, with, you know, with our people. And I don't mean that as a decisive, in a decisive way. It's, we all know when we're with people who get us and we feel, uh, we don't feel judged. We feel uh, like people really support us and, and help us to open up to what's possible for our lives. And coaches need that too, not just our clients.
1: Yeah and it's the same it's the same type of environmental piece that we would encourage any client to have uh and for me when i think about coaches i say one get connected to an association to investigate your alumni associations from whatever coach training organization you might have been trained in or you you get connected with to get training in 2015 get connected to the alumni and student support that's available for you through your coaching organization through your school um and then really stretch yourself to also get connected with some, some sort of a group or organization that is unique to your specific niche. So if you're a couples coach, get connected to uh, a couple of therapists who work with couples, get connected to uh, maybe a, a local matchmaker, get connected to other Uh, venues and people who are unique to your specific niche so that way uh, in doing this you're you're staying with your finger on the pulse of the industry through your coaching association you're getting the live face-to-face connection through community you're getting alumni support plus you're getting niche specific support Uh, and it may sound like it's a lot and and I would almost even say that might not even be enough right there's so much more
2: Yes, it makes me think of, you know, having a reserve in that area. You know, we, we really do. Uh, it, it, we need to build those reserves, our reserves up, our, our personal re- resources. So um, I don't, I, I, I really do believe you can't have too much support. Yeah, so and in,
1: in this case, you're talking about reserves, which of course is you know straight from the IAC founder, you know Thomas Leonard, all about reserves, uh, uh-huh. and and I think this is one of the most striking pieces to that for me is that in taking these steps to ensure your own individual support. The byproduct is you become much more highly attractive, much more visible, much more likely to receive referrals that are spot on and directly within your sweet spot. And it actually minimizes your actual quote unquote marketing effort by being really vibrantly supported. So how can it not win, right?
2: Mm. Mm, Absolutely. Yes. And when you're, you know, when you are really attractive to other people, um, well, that's one thing when, when you are, you know, you're attracting clients, but in order to be attractive to yourself, Mm -hmm. um, you, that's where, you know, that's where you really have to look and do that, your own inner work, your own support. And, you know, I'm always a firm believer that coaches need coaches. So we need to be, we, we need to have a coach, um, That that's that was a turning point in my own coaching practice is when I actually when I actually realized I need a coach and I've always had a have had a coach for years. So, um, yes, we need to be attractive to ourselves.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because. The you know there's a a one of the tenets in some of the ethics it talks about reflecting positively on the coaching industry. If you're gonna you know if you're a coach you're gonna reflect positively on the industry, and I think so many coaches take that as oh that means I have to have my you know teeth brushed, my hair combed, my my media packet all perfect. My I have to have already my stuff all together. And that that's their interpretation of reflecting positively on the industry. And one of the things I have always challenged students, coaching students in my classes, is to rethink, if that's what their default is, to rethink that. And to actually think, what if, because this is my belief, um, what if the, the ultimate in reflecting positively on the industry is simply to be a work in progress, who turns to coaching as your number one tool to get you unstuck when you're stuck like what if that really is the the greatest thing any of us could do as coaches is to be highly coachable and Uh how much better could we possibly like reflect on the industry than that That we're walking poster kids, basically, for why coaching works, because we're successful by turning to it. And uh, I think that 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 combined with this type of support, taking advantage of that support, really is going to make us a, a, a stronger and more vibrant industry with more and more success stories. And I don't mean client success stories, although those will happen as a byproduct. I mean coaches success stories, coaches living happily to their definition of success.
2: Mm. Uh Amen sister. <laughs> you are singing my song. Um yes, I just uh just affirm everything that you've just said. I uh, one of the things I really um you know love about the masteries, the IAC masteries is um, we have this little phrase that we've been using um at the IAC this year called it's been going on for a couple of years called living the masteries. Mm-hmm. And um and really it is about applying the masteries to our own life. And when you do that, oh it's you know, then a, a successful coaching practice it's is of course that's important to us, but it almost becomes the icing on the cake because life just starts becoming very sweet when you're coming from that place of self mastery. So absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Well I want to kind of wrap up today by encouraging everyone who's listening to to look carefully at your personal environment. Are you connected? Are you connected to your alumni association? Are you connected to uh, one of the the big groups or organizations? I mean, there's the IAC, the ICF, there's the Center for Credentialing, there's uh, Christian Coaches Coalition. I mean, on and on and on. There's numerous organizations. I, of course, very partial to the IAC. Uh, But Really, are you connected and are you getting the support that you need? Are you participating at a level that actually f- stimulates you? Or are you just kind of hanging out reading the newsletter, right? You know, it's like, it's like, how are you engaging? So with that, I want to kind of plant that seed for everyone to look carefully at the, at your environment. Get connected, make 2015 your year to get connected. Please check out the IAC at certifiedcoach.org, certifiedcoach.org. And check out Vicki Zanini at vickizanini.com. And that's V-I-C-K-I-Z-A-N-I-N-I, vickizanini.com. And Vicki, thank you so much for being here today. It has been an absolute joy as always. And I look forward to next time when we wrangle you into coming and joining us. <laughs>
2: Oh, you don't need to wrangle it's a, it's an honor Terry. Thank you for having me. I just adore you and thanks for everything that you're doing uh just for for the world of coaching and just, you know, just to make the world a better place. My
1: my pleasure. It's my call it's that call thing again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe it. You've got it going on.
1: <laughs> All right. With that, folks, we're going to wrap things up for today and things back to Vince to close us out.
0: And thank you for joining us today. There's more exciting conversation by coaches for coaches one week from today with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Experience ICA with over 30 hours of complimentary materials. Then chart your own specific training plan at impactcoachingacademy.com. And, of course, join us and access the growing archive of programs at Radio.com. Join us next week, same time and place as we continue the coaching conversation. I'm Vince Hayes. Bye-bye, everyone.